and uh, Michael's uh, fiance is, is getting is trying to get us to to get this over with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. like recorded already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she just uh, climbed down the stairs and went away. Um, kind of. No, she did that Austin Powers thing where she like climbed down the stairs. You know what I realized? I need to update my references. Like what uh, Austin Powers thing. I totally forgot about that. Remember when he does that thing behind the couch? Like, why don't I go down the elevator? Why don't I go down oh, the yeah, stairs? Oh yeah, that yes, thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah I need a stairs thing. Yeah, it, yeah. I listen back to some of our old episodes, and I'm like, dude, I have the references of like a 40 year old, like, I don't know. Same guy <laughs> dude yeah I I and i think i just <laughs> young and like, uh you know yeah we like, can talk about something this modern is, this like is dope i'm gonna use words like dope and stuff like that uh, yep and we're gonna talk about squid game because that yes. is uh still trending yeah. i i had no idea how long this thing would last but it's still like it's still kicking yeah it's number three uh and uh there, there are some other things that i've taken over that we'll probably talk about a bit later on like army of thieves and yeah you but we're going to talk about you because we know who you are then i noticed with squid game like (laughs) (laughs) squid game was such a surprise that like netflix is like maybe they were planning this from the beginning i don't know but it seems like they're rushing to kind of build on the hype Mm -hmm. like they uh in la they had like a squid game I guess installation somewhere where they had fans come over and play squid games um in australia and in um the philippines they built like like a full size um squid game doll the red light green light one yeah the the, yeah yeah and it's like i i think it's because the interest in it came so organically that it just kind of like surprised everybody like when stranger things first came out it's i would say that was the first like franchise franchise from netflix but mm. i don't think i think they were prepared for that to be as big as it was but squid game no like we weren't prepared we got the most listens like ever yeah. on that one squid game episode by, when we talked about a large like, margin yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah no it's pretty crazy because like now it's the most uh popular netflix series ever overtaking yeah. um bridgerton which I have not seen, but maybe which you know. I didn't know was the top series. Actually. Yeah, I didn't know it was the top series either. Um, <laughs> I, I was kind of surprised. Like, Bridgerton, really? <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's pretty crazy. I, I don't know. Like uh, I was talking to uh, to some to a friend of mine, and uh, she was like, "Like, why do people love Squid Game so much? Like, I don't get it." And I was like, "Well, I love Squid Game." Uh, but it, it's sort of like, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it in the episode, uh, yeah. the, you know, where we covered Squid Game, but it, it it's so different yet similar. I don't know. It's sort of like it plays yeah. on a lot of tropes that you already know about. I think like, you know, games where people die, it's kind of like Hunger Games or Running yeah. Man or someone. I can't remember what other reference there is, but, yeah. but, but then it's, yeah. I mean, as I said, it's like they had the choice to go back. And yeah like the, it's not like that oh, is the thing that made it well, different yeah 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 it's not like oh you're a prisoner and this is your freedom no it's more like hey you're free to do whatever you want it's up to you if you want to die for all that all that dough all that money yeah um but uh yeah you know it, it and it, it's interesting how I, I guess like they probably thought it would be a hit in korea but maybe not in the rest of the world 
or maybe it would be maybe more of a cult hit around the world, but more of a big hit in Korea. But it, it's strange how crazy, how much it, you know, exploded. It's kind of like Kingdom. Yeah. You know, Kingdom was uh, another Korean franchise that uh, sort of like started, I guess, with not so much. Uh, uh, I'm guessing like it didn't start with a lot of uh, faith in, you know, faith in it in terms of like whether it was going to be a global sensation, but it became a global sensation in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, it's insane. And, but, but I love it. I think like the surprise of Squid Game is that um, like, if you looked at, if you look at a lot of other, um, not just Korean or international, maybe like Asian in general, like content on Netflix, um, there is a lot of big budget content. Uh, ever since Squid Game came out, uh, the Japanese series um, Alice in Borderland started yep. trending. And there's another Korean show that came out recently, uh, My Name. And it's yep. like, those are like, I, I don't know if it is, but it looks like higher budget and sleeker and this and that. And Squid Game, the appearance wise, looks relatively like lower budget than all of that. But it's kind of reminding me it always takes me back to kind of like Blumhouse I don't know Blumhouse was always I feel like I bring up this place this um company over and over again because it it kind of showed me that if you just start from the bottom and like see what you can do with so little and just do things organically and not think about it becoming a hit you can get like you can kind of get somewhere what's cartoonish how you know things like the fact that it's like kid games right Right. how simple it is like they can make it as cartoonish and as like i guess like low budget feeling as possible but it's still like you know i I think the 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 way it looks is is pretty good and i think because of the you know the 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 story itself you didn't have to have like a you know of uh, i don't know how much thanos cost to, to animate but it's sort of like you know you don't need something you don't need a cgi fest to make this yeah and it like, really brings cross costs down yeah <laughs> and like to me the way square game like uh played out because uh i actually just finished it about i think like about a week week and a half ago is the thing that makes Squid game like like i guess work for me and what I think it's going to start how I think it's going to start changing mini series or series from now on is that the first two episodes of squid game was the hook like playing kid games and they all have the choice to go back and that's like the two yeah big hooks of um of the show but it's um simple right I mean yeah. it's a very simple thing and you already connect to the main character even though like you don't know whether you should like him or not and, yeah, uh, but still, like he's he's a lovable guy, even even though he's a uh, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, a, a fuck up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of like why he's so lovable, right? You want him to succeed, you want him to be with his daughter, and yeah. uh, it is just like one of those things where they they uh, it's intriguing, tragic, funny. It's everything in one. It's kind of I don't know. It's kind of like a. Um, it's an all-in-one TV show. I don't know because like some parts are very funny, some parts are very tragic, some yeah. parts are very bloody. It, it's a mix of a bunch of different genres, which is 
which you don't see a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It it kind of reminds me of like Rick and Morty in a way that it's like it combines so much like franchise almost tropes, but treats it with respect and honesty mm-hmm. enough that it can become its own thing. Because like I said, like the first two episodes of the hook, but the rest of the seven is really about the story and like kind of like yeah. rolls out the story and the games kind of become less of I would say the drawing point it's yeah. the drawing point in the beginning but like as time goes on it becomes more and more about um like the character interactions and stuff and I would say with something like Game of Thrones it got us used to uh losing beloved characters at an unexpected time yeah. now we're at a point where we can do it like in the first season basically <laughs> Well, sort of like I think uh, Squid Game. If um, if it wasn't a big success, which which it is a big success, but if it wasn't, I think just like the first series, the first season, yeah, is perfect as it is. Like you know, you can still like it was sort of like a an arc, but then they they did leave the door open for you know season two. But I think if it had ended there, it was just like a well contained story. In, in right. that way and then they just let that you know door open of uh I, I can't remember the the main character's name but like and then he just wants to you know yeah uh go back to the games yeah and destroy the whole system or whatever yeah and uh it, it's kind of uh yeah i don't know it, it's i keep wanting to compare it to a manga but i don't think it's the right uh comparison yeah. it's, it's just like a really well like i don't know like most tv shows are like you know a tv show is like a collection of seasons and right. squid game feels like a mini series a collection of mini series and yeah. sort of like season one is like could be its own mini series and then right. season two will probably be its own you know and it's sort of like but i think like after season two i don't think where they would go from there unless they have like uh the main character's daughter enter the games or something or i don't know to yeah, it's going to have to be all new characters, yeah. spoiler alert, yeah. for, yeah. you know, it's Squid Game, so well, one yeah. will I mean, stand it, It'll end. be the guy who won, or person yeah. who won, plus all the new people that they want to, you know, they want to, to get to participate in the game, in the games. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know, things like the characters are all pretty, like, I don't remember any of the names or the numbers or whatever, but it's just like, I just remember how compelling they were yeah and what their characters were like and just like you know you have the the gangster the woman who who sleeps with the gangster who's yeah who's always trying to weasel her way through the, the whole thing yeah dude they're, <laughs> they're definitely gonna have flashbacks and they're gonna have like stories from like other players perspectives yeah. at some point in the future because it kind of reminds me of stranger things in like um i don't know how true this is but uh i read that stranger things was supposed to be an anthology series and the first season was supposed to be self-contained but because people fell in love with the setting and the characters so much it just kept continuing that story again i don't know how true that is but with a title like stranger things i would have expected it to be an anthology series so and I don't know if they expected this, but I got really into the character. <laughs> so they're going to have to do some spinoff or some other perspective version or, you know, that, that's kind of where it gets tricky when it comes to like, yeah. you know, killing off spoiler, spoiler alert, basically 
all your main characters except for two until the end. <laughs> I just want to spin off that's called Stranger Stuff. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, just fi- finish Stranger stuff. Things and, uh, you know, get Eleven and, and uh, you know, the, the yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, Will. Uh, Will. Yeah, Will. Will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like get their story done and, and uh, the cop who's now a Russian prisoner in the gulag or something yeah um, <laughs> you know it's funny how he's a prisoner in stranger things and also a prisoner at the beginning of black widow it's kind of like oh, yeah. you could directly connect those things right like he stayed in there so long later, he became russian Ha-ha. yeah he became russian and super powered <laughs> and believes that he beat captain america for some reason and uh <laughs> it goes like you know hmm i know it's weird how that worked out uh, yeah <laughs> Was he like the, uh, uh, I don't know, the, the Russian guard? I can't remember the, the name of the... What's his name? I thought it was like just Captain Russia or something. Captain really Russia. Simple. No, it's not It's not that. Red uh, Guardian. Uh, there you go. That's Red Guardian. Yes, the, the Red Guardian. It's like, yeah. I beat Captain America. And you're like, oh, but Captain America was frozen. So maybe there's like another Captain America in the 80s was operating at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's like Cap from Endgame who went back in time yeah uh, actually fought the red guardian but yeah. sort of like uh uh yeah i don't know thing is like when is the next stranger things uh thing coming out uh it's, sometime next year they, they're, they're yeah. putting out like a lot of teasers for this like very slowly though <laughs> but, yeah i mean like the the next big thing the next big thing for netflix is probably cowboy bebop and then the witcher right so it's, yeah. it's kind of uh yeah, I'm gonna uh, start uh, catching up on The Witcher. I wanna, um, yeah, uh, like I said earlier, I start on want I want to start like updating, yeah, uh, the things I know because uh, yeah. I'm a little stuck yeah. in the early 2000s and 90s. So. I wanna, I, I wanna gain some Witcher cred, even though I probably have gained enough on this podcast. But oh yeah, there, no, you. We had WitcherCon one episode. Uh, I think you. Uh, <laughs> I think you let them know. I think you let them all know. But there, but there is a there there is or was a Kickstarter for a uh, m- manga version of The Witcher called Witcher the Ronin or something like that. Oh. And uh, I I funded the the Kickstarter and I I will receive the the Japanese version or like the manga version of The Witcher in 2022 so i will probably laud this over uh everyone and be i i am one of the uh, big uh witcher nerds uh, <laughs> and podcasts yeah. uh, challenge me bro uh, <laughs> so. i have all the funkos on my desk yeah <laughs> uh they're they're in the mail they're in the mail as we speak uh oh, man. <laughs> coming up but uh, I like, you know, I, I think we could talk about Squid Game for, for a long time, but I, I want to talk about uh, something new that's coming up, which is the Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Stuff. And, um, uh, you, you, you recently finished or are in the, the process of finishing Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Like, like I said on the Pat podcast before, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't grow up super into anime just because like it took commitment like yeah. once you watch one you realize how big the world of anime is and you have no idea where to start yeah like it all comes to because the, the way i notice that anime tends to get rolled out is that 
like in Japan, you'll have one come out after another, or you might have like multiple because that's like a primary, you know, entertainment thing in Japan. But then like when it comes to America, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like they just shove it all to you in bulk. And before yeah. stuff like Crunchyroll, you would have to wait till it goes to something like Adult Swim or something. So it's like, yeah, it just all got like, we get shoved at once and I had no idea really where to start. And it's funny that I mentioned Adult Swim because that was my first um, exposure to that and like Inuyasha and uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. And Cowboy Bebop, I remember seeing it as a kid, but never really hanging on to the story because it felt like background noise. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that like, I don't know, that never like a reason why I never really got into it is because it felt like kind of like a background calm show. You know, they don't really do something super in your face every five seconds. But like now looking back on it, that's kind of the thing that made the show special is that it was my first exposure to like even like it, it crossed me over even into like watching westerns and you know not like not getting mad over the fact that like it's not interesting every five seconds it's like the entire point of cowboy bebop was to get that like jazz and cowboy like western feel into an anime where at the time it came out anime was very known for having a lot of like pop songs and stuff in your face and colors and da 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 and because it was so common it was able to translate around the world and it was uh for a lot of america it was if if not ghost in the shell and uh akira this was their entrance into like anime yeah no like what's funny what's interesting about cowboy bebop is that most you know hardcore fans uh that that i that, that i've heard of and that i know uh really think that the dubbed version the english dubbed version is better than the original uh japanese version yeah which for anime fans is like you know to- very rare like yeah. uh most anime fans me included will be very purist about this and be like no you have to listen to the original like you know subtitled yeah uh etc cetera, etc cetera. because you don't get the the even though you don't understand the language necessarily you get the kind of the tones and the voice you kind of get the the portrayal and often the dubbed versions are kind of like hello let's catch pokemon <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. and uh it it feels so cartoonish in right. comparison but like the english dubbing for cowboy bebop had a lot more especially spike uh um the character had a lot more depth to it and, yeah and like they the 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 actor who who voiced the the english version uh i think he did a better job at going from comedy to seriousness like uh when you listen to the japanese version it's very much like i'm serious and like hey i'm a cartoon and yeah. uh you know that it's sort of like you know just wanted to put it out there but um you know in in my in my house like watching more adult anime when i was a kid was kind of a taboo thing because uh my uh my mother uh, the the main thing that we could see on tv was saint seiya and saint Mm -hmm. seiya has a lot of blood uh for for you know in general for a manga like every time someone like cuts their fingers like you know a kill bill you know scene or something And, and um 
you know, so for me, like, for me acting out when I was a teenager was just like binging all this manga and anime and all that stuff. <laughs> and, and uh, which is probably the, the least rebellious way of rebelling, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but I really got into Naruto at that time and then Bleach and everything. But, you know, I only saw, I only heard about Cowboy Bebop when I was about 25. Yeah. And I was living in Berlin and, um, you know, I was having a drink with a friend of mine and he was like, dude, like, you don't know Cowboy Bebop, you have to listen to this and uh, you have to see it. And I was like, okay, cool. And um, so I streamed the whole thing, all uh, 30 something episodes. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was really blown away because like, it's a very adult type manga, even though you have a lot of, you know, comedy and, and more childish things, but it's very mature. In yeah. a way that you know maybe you, you can't say the same about you know pokemon or sailor moon or i don't know i've never seen sailor moon so if, if there are any sailor moon fans out there uh, i apologize maybe it's more adult than than i than i uh, give it credit but uh you know i think even naruto like the early chapters like in some parts are very dark and, and uh, at certain points and it's sort of like even in the later chapters uh but uh um you know I, I think what's cool about manga and, and anime is that they're not scared to go into more mature areas even though you know most of the shonen stuff is aimed towards like i guess like tweens and young teenagers right so it's it's yeah. uh, uh it's kind of um yeah i don't know i feel like they they respect the maturity of readers i think a bit more then you know it's like oh i don't want my children seeing this there's someone cut their finger yeah. uh, <laughs> they're like they're violent <laughs> uh but i don't know yeah i think with like cowboy bebop like and uh, i would say with like most anime you kind of have to get like the one thing i couldn't get past as a kid was no adult animation wasn't a genre like it is yeah. now like even at the time even with something like the simpsons like when cowboy bebop first came to um came to like adult swim the entire appeal was "Ooh, look at cartoons saying bad things or doing adult things or whatever yeah. and cowboy bebop i feel like it can't it, it can be more appreciated now by the mainstream because we're kind of past that we're, we're past um the appeal of adult animation being ooh, cartoons doing bad things and you can just kind of concentrate on the story and the visuals and why certain things are happening and the one thing i am noticing from the live i guess um the live action trailer um is you kind of have to keep the feel of you know the cartoon i guess the animated series you have to kind of keep the feeling of you know, you have to let the audience know that they're watching something stylized. Mm -hmm. But like I said, the original, the entire appeal was that it felt like a good background show. Like it felt like yeah. something you can watch the story of, but do something. You can fall asleep to it. You can like it, it's a good stylish slow burn. And the Netflix series looks a lot more like in your face action kind of keeping you engaged, which is, you know, kind of becoming Netflix's style because the entire name of the game now is like engagement. Like how, 
how long can we keep you looking at the screen in the world where there's like how many screens going on at once or how many other things you could probably be doing (laughs) yeah what's sort of like um you know, I think I forget about this often, and I guess most people do, but it's sort of like a Netflix series is competing not only against other series or other streaming platforms, but it's competing against YouTube, it's competing against video games, yeah. it's competing against a bunch of other stuff. So it's sort of like uh, even video games, uh, uh, you know, they, their competitors, their main competitors are like, you know, something like, I don't know, Call of Duty Warzone. Their main yeah. competitors, Fortnite and Netflix. Like those are their main attention yeah. <laughs> yeah. competitors, right? So yeah. it's sort of like, you know, they're for better or worse, uh, there, there is this fight for to get your attention and to have yeah. something that's uh, that's entertaining you like every single second. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, I, I think like the trailer gave me the same impression, sort of like, yeah. oh, this is going to be nonstop, whatever. But I hope that they have moments of, you know, more solid moments in the series, which is what I think was really good about the the, anim- the animated series is, is that, you know, they, they took their time with the storytelling when they needed to. Yeah. And not just be like, bang, 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 ha, ha, you know, guy with a, yeah. you know, teddy bear head exploding things, uh, you know, fight him. Yeah. Uh, it's like fatality. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, yeah, you need to have those pauses and sort of like, you know, to let the story mature. But, you know, I won't say anything until I actually see it, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it is like, very stylized though. Yeah, I mean, the original Cowboy Bebop, uh, tonally, it was closer to a lot, a lot closer tonally to something like, like Columbo, <laughs> like, mm. like a lot of those like early 70s yeah. or like, I just started watching the early Hawaii Five O's again and it's very detective, noir heavy. It's not like, the new one and that's another franchise where the new version was a lot more bombastic in your face whereas the old version was like just smoking a cigarette and being like these crooks girl for like being hard-boiled for yeah, 10 minutes and just complaining for like five minutes straight about girl society you know <laughs> it's like uh i used to think society was great now i think it's shit yeah and, uh, <laughs> that's why i'm a detective and uh, yeah, I didn't. Like, you know what that reminds me of again? Uh, Nicholas Cage. But <laughs> like, the best line in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Don't you ever want to like? Spider-Man. Sometimes I, I I let a sometimes I let a match I let a match and let it burn to my fingers just so I could feel something. Like whoever wrote that line just for Nicholas Cage, I, I want to give you like props. Like to, I want to give you to, like to Academy Awards. I, you, you get the you get the Lifetime Achievement Award just for that one line you made Nicholas Cage I forgot about that line that was so good (laughs) feel something I mean you know me I'm I'm a bit you know grunge and I guess emo a little bit but like that is so that is so up my alley (laughs) oh man oh yeah um now that we talked about Cowboy Bebop um I wanted to talk about like another thing that Squid Game led me into because Ever since Squid Game came out, people were talking about like similar shows like or movies like Battle Royale and Running Man, Hunger Games, Saw, da-da-da-da-da. One movie I saw a few weeks ago, it was a movie that you brought up, Mm -hmm. but it kind of made me realize uh, why you thought the Hunger Games movies were kind of boring. Because if you see this movie and if you see this movie's take on the whole you know 
playing with strangers to survive kind of, you know, like cinematic trope or whatever. Like once you see this movie that I'm talking about, like every other movie is just going to seem a little like less interesting. Uh, Cube. Cube. Yes. You saw Cube, right? Cube. I thought you saw Cube. I thought you you were doing the thing. The thing is, I was like, you're really building it up, and I was like, what, what is that? Oh, it, am I, I thought such you brought a genius. I thought you brought up that you saw Cube. Cube. No, I don't think so. I don't think I brought up Cube. You did? Oh, okay. Then it wasn't you. Okay. Forget that. But I'm happy that that you think so. Uh, Okay. So anyway, I will just talk about Cube for a few minutes so I can like (laughs) get it off my head. It's another another movie that was like fairly low budget when it came out, but made so much back in like they make a lot of money in the box office, but it was so much more than what they spent for the movie that, of course, they made sequels. There was a Japanese remake that came out last year, and um, they're even trying to reboot it right now, like an American reboot. So mm-hmm. you basically have this like cube with like booby traps and death traps in it, and basically like five or six strangers from like all different abilities. Um, and like all walks of life wake wake up in this cube all wearing the same uniform and they're not told what the goal is they're not told why they're there and a big like plot point of the movie is like you know what's the purpose of all of this are we supposed to get out or supposed to stay here are we guinea pigs are we not but initially they just want to get out of there so basically one by one except for one guy at the end spoiler alert they all die off trying to leave the cube and for the amount of budget that it was it was like a pretty like compelling movie like Mm -hmm. it was (laughs) it's a lot of like like even the acting was like so over the top and all of that and like the decisions that were made it was just one of those examples for me of like what you can do on like a very small budget especially for something that at least appearance wise it was like a very sci-fi heavy movie and the but and the effects were not like bad at all but um yeah it's just like it was a movie where it's just one of those takes on the whole um like locking strangers in a room kind of kind of thing so i thought you 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 didn't bring no. it up i swear no, i got it was you no. anyway uh i don't know if it's still on but it's uh it was on fx fx m fx movies and i think it's on hulu i think it's on tubi tubi or pluto tv one of those it's all freeze and there's sequels so everybody go check out cube all right i have some interesting uh, thing is like what's interesting about horror is that you can have a really good horror movie with like zero budget yeah, and if you have good ideas and good follow through, uh, like you can really, I yeah, make some really cool movies that are like you know with shitty budgets. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, like uh, I I want to talk about the number two movie on Netflix this week because you know want to. Oh some, no! Because uh, oh, we're going from low budget back to wanna, yeah, we get some high budget stuff in, here. <laughs> in some, your face some, budget. Some Netflix Snyder, is. And, written produced whatever thing is like Zack Snyder did not produce did not direct army of thieves and i think it it, it is better for it i think because uh, Zack Snyder does take a few weird creative choices sometimes 
Yeah. Uh, but I think he's good. At, he's good at, you know, having, you know, putting, getting characters together, putting stories together. I think he's good at that. I think mm-hmm. he's a good director as well, but like he does make some weird choices sometimes. So uh, yeah. Army of Thieves directed by uh, someone with a very German name. I will pronounce it in my best German possible. Matthias Schweighofer. And uh, <laughs> so it's produced by Zack Snyder. Uh, it's a spinoff movie. Uh, spinoff of, of the Army of the Dead is a prequel for that, uh, you know, German, uh, you know, safe cracker dude called yeah. Ludwig Dieter. Mm-hmm. Ludwig Dieter. And, uh, you know, I just I just saw our numbers this week and apparently Germany is our number two country in terms of listeners. So I'm going to try to make my my best, do my best. Thanks, uh, Germany. <laughs> it's my German accent. But uh, and now we lost him. Okay. <laughs> yes. So Matthias Schweighofer is actually the guy who plays Ludwig Dieter. So he acts and directs. He's a isn't he's Dieter a name of another. Uh, that's a name of another character from another thing. Right. Uh, is that yeah. a common. Um, that's a common German name, right? It is pretty common. Uh, I remember Dieter from the uh, Mike Myers sketch from SNL. Where he plays Dieter, you know, and then Spockets, you know, and uh, he used to have, he used to do this, like Mike Myers that you all know from Austin Powers and uh, stuff like that. Uh, and Wayne's World, like he used to have the sketch where he plays a kind of German like talk show host who wears black turtlenecks and leather pants and has a pet monkey. Mm-hmm. And uh, he used to say, hello, my name is Dita and this is pockets. And, uh, you know, he, and every time he has a guest, he says like, would you like to touch my monkey? And, <laughs> you know, and then he actually has a monkey. So, you know, that's, that's where the joke comes in. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, yeah, Dieter is a pretty, yeah. It's a very German name, and I don't think you'll find it anywhere else. But uh, I wouldn't say that it's the most common German name ever. But it, it is yeah. pretty specific, right? But there's a, wide, so, there's a guy named Gary Dieter that's a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a lot of yeah. Dieters. It's for like if you're German, yeah, it's pretty common. But here's where where I found out where I heard that name before. He's the guy. It's the name of the guy that plays. Uh, the doctor, Dieter Laser, uh, Dieter the doctor Laser. in um, Human Centipede. <laughs> oh, dude, like Dieter Laser sounds like the name of a DJ. <laughs> oh, no, he looks like a DJ. He, look, he, he looks like he could play a bad guy in one movie, but like a German D- DJ in like the next. <laughs> Dieter Laser, I will attach your bodies together and play a mixed jam. Uh, but. Mixed uh... jam. <laughs> So, uh, you know, you have, uh, you know, Game of Thrones alum, Natalie Emmanuel, yeah. and a bunch of other actors uh, that you've probably seen in a bunch of other Netflix TV shows. But uh, I, it, it's a pretty straightforward, like, you know, mm-hmm. safe cracker, you know, time, types of Ocean's Eleven type or movie. Right. But it's really centered around Dieter, the, the safe cracker, who's kind of like a he he's the he's a nerd. He's not a criminal at this yeah. point in the story. And uh, he just knows a shit ton about these three safe the, this collection of four safes uh, that he tries to open during the movie. He opens like three of them during the movie. And the fourth one is the one that appears in Army of, of the Dead, 
that's in uh you know so and all of the safes are named after you know uh wagner you know operas or something yeah so you have the the siegfried and the whatever and and uh uh, I think the the one that appears in Army of the Dead is called the Goethe Demerung, you know, or some you know some very you know German uh, right <laughs> <laughs> compound words. You know, thing is like Germans don't come up with new words; they just put old words together, and that creates a new word. Oh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, thank you for Germany for listening. Please, uh, <laughs> please come back next week. No, you know, instead of saying gums, like you know the gums, it's like it's teeth meat or tooth meat. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> Yes, Sandfleisch. Uh, yeah, that, that's. Uh, I'm, I'm going full Euro uh, this week, but it's. Uh, so, like the movie, I actually enjoyed Army of Thieves more than Army of the Dead. Yeah, it's more fun. It's less depressing. Uh, you have to watch Army of the Army Dead, of the Dead to get Army of no, Thieves. No, oh, you okay. don't need. No, no. Thing is, like the the uh, I think the end of the movie does connect to the beginning of Army of the Dead when he when Dieter gets recruited. Yeah, uh, the beginning of of Army of the Dead, but. It's sort of like, I don't know, I, I thought it was a lot more fun and uh, has a kind of, you know, uh, money heist kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think they introduce the character. It's kind of like Suicide Squad-esque, like the first Suicide Squad, yeah. where they introduce everyone's <laughs> like, this is his name. And then you see his name animated or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, he's the getaway driver and like... Uh, yeah uh but i think it works better here than than in suicide squad uh, yeah you know the the bad one uh <laughs> for lack of a, the jared leto one uh but uh <laughs> and, and uh it's a lot of fun and, and it like i think Dieter was my favorite character in army of the dead by far mm-hmm. and I, it's probably the case for a lot of other people or maybe they expected him to be a uh an, a really interesting character and it's just like it's funny how much of a nerd he is in ter- like he's he's a safe he's a safe nerd like for mm-hmm. he's a nerd for locks and safes and he has a youtube channel that gets zero views and then when he gets one view it's the person who recruits him to like crack all these safes oh yeah so, uh, it's pretty it's pretty funny yeah and uh, yeah i don't know thing is like i like i I'm not a huge fan of zombie movies, but when they're well done, I really like them. Or like zombie, like I I really love Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, <clears throat> like uh, The Walking Dead for a while, and then I kind of lost track of that. Yeah. But I I I'd rather see the because uh, like The Walking Dead isn't really when you think about it, it's not really a zombie show. It's it's about humans who are trying to survive in a world of zombies and how yeah. like shitty people are when there's no order, law and order. Yeah, that's sort of like what the story is. It's not really like oh, like the first season was we're surviving, for like the first two episodes probably is like oh, we're trying to survive the world with zombies. And then once Shane gets like you know tries to stay with uh, you know Rick's wife or whatever, you know that's when all the you know oh the shitty humans are actually shittier than the zombies. Yeah, and then every time somebody dies on The Walking Dead, they end up getting their own show somewhere else. So he dies, and then all of a sudden Punisher. So <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, Star Trek bitches, and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm uh, what, what's Bruce name's dad's name? I can't remember. Um, uh, what Bruce Wayne's dad is what like? Uh, oh, I was Deegan. gonna say Clark. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, yeah Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, uh, Je- Jeffrey Dean Morgan is like I'm. I'm Batman's dad. 
and, yeah. uh, but he's still alive on the show so i don't know why i mentioned him but uh yeah. it's sort of like uh i know like the guy who plays the governor mm-hmm. uh the guy with the eye patch yeah uh, after he died i actually saw him in a play in europe after that i was like oh so this is where he went you know like everyone else got a talk show and he just went to act on the west end yeah because he's an actor yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he is a master thespian yeah. and uh, he's gonna <laughs> which is gonna get me back into John Lovett's territory but, uh, <laughs> it's fresh <laughs> it's fresh <laughs> like I will take the most challenging role of my career yeah. that of Saint Nicholas <laughs> signed master thespian <laughs> I always loved how like um Cause like I, I jumped around the Walking Dead because like it's like after a while like everybody has a point where they lose track and like I remember going back to it after a while and like there were literally two zombies in the or walkers in yeah. the entire episode and then what's the name of like the older lady she literally just like uh, kills them dude, and remember. that was it because like she, she was she <laughs> that was the like only the, walkers in the whole episode yeah, like, they're like cockroaches was, after a while yeah That's yeah it. they're like cockroaches sort of like well they're gonna exterminate them okay uh, you just put knife to the skulls okay yeah uh, but it's sort of like uh yeah i don't know like it, it's i think it's interesting how like characters who were seen as weak in the early seasons have become like the strong survivors by the end yeah and all the ones were like i'm i'm the strongest one except for maybe i think michonne is still alive i'm i'm not sure but yeah uh but like everyone else was like a badass is like dead by now <laughs> yeah <laughs> michelle they're gonna hang out for dear life she's uh she's marvel royalty now so i mean like they're, gonna, like, <laughs> they're gonna hang on who to do who they can michael rooker i remember once he was gone it was like he just popped yeah. up in like every weird thing possible probably yeah, james that, gunn really yeah yeah man like after after he died on walking dead that's when he appeared uh that's when he came yondu and yeah. a bunch of other stuff but uh yeah i you know like when he died for me like that was a big turning point for me in the series and like i sort of stopped watching it after a while and then i i connected to it again but after um i can't remember what the you know that that group of humans who wear zombie skin like ones that, you know i kind of stopped there yeah and i haven't seen it since wait uh, did the final season come out yet walking there i think they're in the middle of this of the final season i don't know if it ended because i remember uh, seeing my the... girlfriend like uh, yeah my girlfriend is a big zombie fan like she she see she's seen or is watching uh walking dead fear the walking dead uh the new one with the young people who are trying to go oh, world beyond term. yeah world beyond um she's the one who got me into kingdom and train to busan and all that. like everything zombie like that's her jam uh, and uh, yeah. I'll ask her. <laughs> yeah, who are the stormtrooper-looking people? Because that I remember I, when I saw the final season trailer, I was like, "Like, why? Why, Dude, why is this a thing now?" Yeah, I haven't seen that. Dude, I have no idea. Maybe it's the government. Oh, the Commonwealth soldiers. Guns. That's what they call it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Politics. <laughs> it's the government trying to take our knives so that we can't kill zombies. Uh, <laughs> Well, this is Commonwealth soldiers. It sounds pretty government. Take our, our batons sounding. and katanas. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> the Walking Dead just have this like 
They have like a Black Hawk helicopter coming out of nowhere. It's like, we will take your weapons. You may only keep a pea shooter. Yeah. Uh, you can't defend yourself against, <laughs> against the zombies. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. I think that's when The Walking Dead goes like off the rails and just becomes a comedy out of nowhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> it becomes a comedy show. I don't know. I thought it was getting, I, I think like once they started like molting metal and encasing zombies in metal to have them as like a perimeter guard or something, which is what they did around Negan's compound at some point. Yeah. It's like, damn. It's like, that's the way they're going to keep all the zombies from uh, like uh, totally breaking down and, and, you know, decomposing or whatever. Yeah. So like that's when I was like, wow, this has gone up a, a notch or two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, um, I don't know, after a while, The Walking Dead was just kind of like one of like, I guess, like the main economy pieces for like Atlanta in general. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like they, they just have to think over and over about like how to just keep it going. But yeah, after a while, well, you know, Marvel movies, right? I yeah, mean, they, they filmed some of the Jumanji stuff over there. Yeah, basically, like, Atlanta has a lot of, like, serialized stuff, like the Marvel movies and Walking Dead. It's just very, like, you know, that's kind of what keeps the film industry going. Like, out here in Hawaii, Hawaii Five-0 was, of course, the big one. But I don't think we're finding, like, a consistent, you know, a consistent, like, I don't, I don't know, things that will consistently kind of, like, stay and become, like, almost like an industry what's the term when you're kind of like an anchor of the community basically <laughs> uh staple i don't know yeah like, like a yeah. staple or something yeah staple in the community like uh i don't know a uh trusted member of the community I don't trusted know. member a trusted <laughs> corporation of the community uh yeah. but uh, i what's keeping new york up i don't know it's like i guess it New York is more like Broadway and then maybe Bull, like from CBS or like CBS shows, maybe. Well, kind of like New York was never built on stability, like unfortunately and fortunately. It's always been mm -hmm. built on like, take what the situation is and how can we react to this, that, 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 that. So it's like the real anchors of New York and the real employers, I'm not, I'm not even sure if it would be companies. It would be like families. I don't know. <laughs> you really think you about mean it the the one percent oh <laughs> <laughs> the commonwealth <laughs> the commonwealth the lizard people um... oh speaking of lizard people inside job that's another show i wanted inside to talk job. about that nice segue amazing, right? <laughs> that's no yeah i was hoping we'd talk about inside job like that was we'll talk uh, more about it when i finish it but like, like every QAnon conspiracy theory put into one comedy show where they where you know imagine yeah. a world where all that is true yeah, and, and it's basically uh, like, and the first thing you'll think when you watch is like, it's men, it's like Men in Black, and then like halfway through the episode, they're like, suck it, Men in Black, and it's like, okay, you you guys know, but yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah, that's probably one of like, I don't know, like, it it might be my favorite Netflix show now, like newer Netflix show now that Squid Game has ended. <laughs> no, it's really well. I think it's it's very. Uh like just the concept is something that i didn't expect i was like you know damn they, they did this <laughs> yeah but like there was a show that uh the executive producer did before called gravity falls and like yeah. i i thought it was just some kid show on disney channel that i would like hear brought up every now and then but apparently like 
they would dip their toes into like real conspiracy theories or, or mm. like every now and then and like youtube channels would come out like did you see what they snuck into this kid show so now they can just like go all out in this show basically yeah no it's interesting like i think it's funny how they the mix of characters that they have They're, they have like a general who's like half dolphin or something oh yeah <laughs> like i think they throw food at him it's like it's in my blowhole get it out (laughs) and i got like um you know what i thought when i watched inside job i thought that that was like what space force was supposed to be like even though steve carell's like space force was like it's live action yeah but the the zaniness of inside job and the way it kind of like has this mel brooks way of like poking fun at like Mm -hmm what real world beliefs are out there like i thought space force was going to go a lot more there but we have inside job now so that's i'm happy (laughs) yeah like is space force ever getting a season two i think it i I don't know because a lot of those actors moved on to other things like i mean yeah uh, steve carell is doing that apple tv show oh Uh, is he doing the morning show or is it another he's doing the morning show yeah okay uh I saw the last episode. Something might have happened to him. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, and then the, you know the the voice actor who plays, uh, you know, in in Lower Decks who plays Mariner. Yeah. Uh, she. She was like a pilot in in Space Force, uh, and uh, so I think like they've all gone on to bigger and better things i get i guess uh, yeah the thing is like space force was was better than i anticipated but it wasn't as good as as uh as i had hoped yeah it, it would have been no but, it was but, nice yeah. funny but it wasn't like yeah laugh out loud on the ground no. like that kind of funny like it'll probably come back like every so often like we haven't gotten to the stage of netflix yet where like an old original series will just come back up out of nowhere yeah either for nostalgia purposes or for like yeah basically for like nostalgia purposes or like it just gets rediscovered from like for like a new generation so like a lot of these shows that like there's a few shows like i think we forgot about that i think are going to come back in the next few years and have that like office effect where it got way more popular with like millennials and Gen Z than it ever was for like its target demo back in like 2008 or so. Like, I think the get down is definitely going to be one of those shows where it's just going to yeah. come back out of the woodworks and be like, Hey, remember the show uh, space Force? I can see it coming back at some point, but it's so new that we can't, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, was there like a comedy or something that came out? And I don't know. Netflix is a, they, they, they haven't really been making like, you know, of the moment comedies too much. I think that's one area they need to work on. Yeah. I mean, most of the, you know, the comedy series that they've come up with are kind of. They come and go kind of. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's sort of like the, the last one I can remember is that one with, uh, you know, the uh, dude, the guy who was in uh, King of Queens. I can't remember his name. Uh, oh, the, the crew. Uh, yeah. The crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I enjoyed a lot, but it's sort of like, it's not, it's not like, a, you know, it's not a Brooklyn Nine-Nine or, um, or 30 Rock or, or something like that. You know, it's not one of those things that you think like, wow, this is totally new and amazing. And I've never seen this before. 
And, uh, you know, uh, it's sort of like, I I had to warm up to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I thought it was kind of dumb in the beginning, but then I I sort of got used to the humor. Yeah. And then I, once I got it, I thought it was really funny. But at first I was like, this is like, uh, I thought it was too dumb at first. Yeah. But, But yeah. You know what's weird? I actually forgot that Orange is the New Black was a thing until, I don't know, I think it came up like in one of my searches or whatever. And then like, it's not even that old, but like I had that feeling of, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I forgot how, yeah, I forgot how much of like the cultural conversation that show was for a while. Yeah. And basically like a lot of people like Uzo Aduba, I think she's a, she has a, she, she has like a show. I don't know if it's coming up or if she's already on it where it's like she's a therapist or something but her name's been yeah. like kind of like coming up I think it's a lot. on um i think it's like in treatment or something and or no it's in th- no in treatment or something else but like uh it's it's on hbo max i think yeah but uh but then you have like doom patrol uh diane guerrero is in doom patrol like she was in, in orange is- oh yeah she was doom patrol is like building up like I think ever DC Universe did this weird thing where nothing on DC Universe got immediately popular, but once it started like yeah. transitioning to HBO Max, it gained like a lot of traction. Like Doom Patrol, I will say, is the show that began the uh, Fraser Brandon Fraser Renaissance that's happening right now, <laughs> where everybody's flipping out about like, oh yeah, he was he was in like all the movies I ever knew. What happened to this guy? <laughs> yeah, Brett, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, it's, it's the Fraser Sons. Uh, the Fraser Sons. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, there was. Uh, I don't want to talk about any of the rumors, but it's sort of like you know, he was sort of ostracized. He was blackballed for a while, uh, and uh, like he wasn't in any anything for like fifteen years. I don't know how long that was. Like after the Mummy Three, I didn't see him in anything yeah i think um universal uh when they made the tom cruise mummy i think they underestimated how iconic their not their original original like 1930s whatever mummy but but like the the the, the brendan fraser thousand like the brendan fraser one like yeah i think they underestimated how iconic that series really was because they thought they could just reboot the mummy like the old one didn't exist and i think that led to to the current like where is brendan fraser like <laughs> pounding on the table attitude that there's that's on the internet now it's because like everybody watched that movie and is like what is this where, where's the old yeah because yeah, that I mean, if you really yeah. think about it like indiana jones that was like it's an older franchise i mean it, it, it has relevance to us but i would say the mummy was like our indiana jones oh definitely yeah the thing is it's like you know each role or each franchise has its has the actor that you connect to it mm-hmm. it's sort of like you know uh harrison ford indiana jones is harrison ford yes. and uh you know what what's his name the guy uh, in the mummy is brendan fraser yeah and iron man is robert, robert Downey jr. jr you know yep. it, it, like you have those roles that that like that define actors in a way mm-hmm. and, and uh but it's really cool I enjoy Brendan Fraser as like grumpy robot, uh, you know, sort of like mm-hmm. the guy, because they're, they're all tra- like each character in Doom Patrol is tragic yet hilarious. Yeah. It's, you know, because like their, their backstories are tragic, but like 
they're so ridiculous that, yeah. that they're funny and they just don't give a shit and that's why they're funny it's, it's, it's really like you know it it uh it i don't know i think to me it's the best dc tv show at the moment by far and like and i'm counting all the cw stuff uh titans all the animated shit uh you know that's I, it's not shit i like the animated stuff but uh <laughs> i'm trying to be forceful with my language here but uh, mean it i, I want to mean it and i want you to get it that i mean it uh but <laughs> i went kind of buttery there for a second but uh you know yeah doom patrol best dc tv show by far and i think it's probably it's different and i think like the probably the budget is way lower than any disney plus marvel tv show yeah but the storytelling is top-notch yeah like they were able to basically play around with it but I'll, and they um, have butt zombies no butt werewolves butt werewolves they have ah, butt aliens that bite you and then you become a butt werewolf i see <laughs> <laughs> you won't see that in in wandavision you won't see that <laughs> no i won't or maybe i don't know maybe 20 or years Hawkeye down the road or or whatever <laughs> maybe 20 years down the road where disney feels like they have to start being you cool won't even again. see that in the what if series you know <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where they experiment with stuff you won't see that <laughs> yes anyway i think that was I think that's a good send-off right there yeah yeah i think that that's enough of an info dub for you guys about yep. all this stuff that we'd like to see <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, thank you for listening. Uh, this has, uh, uh, what, what should I say? Oh yeah, you, you guys can find us uh, on many platforms. Uh, main ones being Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all the good stuff, uh, Overcast, Bullhorn, a bunch of other places, a lot of pirate stations as well. And uh, you guys can uh, also follow us dm us slide into the dms uh, slide into our dms as, as the kids especially say, you yes. watch german listeners you can slide into our <laughs> dms uh, you can find us at what we binge on instagram and facebook uh we're not going to call it meta that's bullshit but uh <laughs> you know <laughs> just saying <laughs> just to be extra topical and politically uh active um it is bullshit, the, right? The metaverse. <laughs> the metaverse. Oh, we can save that for, for another episode. I can go on we'll about that. We'll save that for another episode.